You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. One, one, two, three. One, two, three. I'm saying some words, have some words, 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 words. What'd you have for breakfast? I had that rice bowl, but it turns out they never gave me my bulgogi chicken. Wait, that's like, that was like the thing about the rice bowl. That's That was the rice bowl hook. Mm-hmm. So you just got a bowl of rice. With kimchi in it and an egg. So it worked out well for breakfast. That's nah, not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh. I uh, I remember I used to order from Potbelly Chicken. Potbelly Chicken is the worst sandwich place. Um, and I'm only I'm I'm admittedly I'm going to freely judge. I'm going to freely judge it based on my experience with this one Potbelly Chicken place that like refuse like you know when you know how you get a sandwich you order a sandwich and if you don't say anything if you don't add or remove anything they give you the sandwich as per its description uh pot belly is always funny because if you say nothing if you just say give me the sandwich they will give you literally the sandwich with nothing on it and i think i got like last time i ordered like an italian sub and i said all right just don't touch anything give me an italian sub and then they gave me um, two slices of bread with two slices of salami and two slices of ham. And that's it. Like cafeteria food, like plastic wrap sandwich. And yes, I would burn down Potbelly to the I would burn it to the ground. I would pay all their employees. I'd give them a year of salary. I would give them a full year salary, all of you. Here you go. Then I would say you're all fired now. Enjoy your enjoy your summer. Then I would dissolve Potbelly. And then I would personally demolish all the Potbelly buildings, all the buildings where Potbelly is in. That is some very strong feelings, and uh, your feelings are valid. The audacity for a person to give me um, a piece of bread with three slices of cold cuts in them. So, like, even if you get nothing on the sandwich, like, you're like, I don't want any vegetables. Fuck roughage. I want meat. Then you get more meat to replace the roughage that you get, the vegetables. If you don't want one thing, you get more of another. So, if you just want a sandwich, they give you the meat. They give you the extra meat. Typically, since you're... You know, an American, and you don't like fruits or vegetables or water. All that pinko commie liberal shit. They gave me three slices of cold cuts, whole ass loaf of bread. They sent me a loaf of bread, and it wasn't heated. It was just bread they found. Like, I, I was found bread. They made a sandwich out of bread they found on the premises. I cannot tell me that they made that bread today. And I cannot tell me that that bread was from Potbelly itself. I think they found bread underneath a barrel like Final Fight and they made me a sandwich with three slices of cold cuts and they should know better because that shit looked pitiful and you as a person that makes sandwiches should know this looks too pitiful 
to give to another human being. You wouldn't want it. Nobody else wants it. You should be ashamed of yourself. That's really funny, and I'm sorry. You pitiful ass fucking sandwich. Go ahead, stand up, stand up, stand up. Welcome to another episode of ADD Space. I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman, and with me, I have the warmest, kindest, most delightful, most wonderful friend a human being could ask for, Elise Bacon. I love you dearly, Bacon. How this are is you? Aaron being a dick right now because he knows that. What? What did you call it? My uh, like my fuck cooties. You have, you, have, you have a you have an aversion to cooties as a platform, yeah. And um, so he spent a good half hour before the record button just being a jerk and has brought it into the podcast. I, I'd like to say I am not being no. a jerk. I was pointing out that you are a delight. And that you've actually, you, you, no, you, and I pointed you out that you were delight. Doing... Here's the deal. You you are a delight, even against your will, on reflex. So even when you're trying to be a dick, you can't. You make all these safe spaces for people. People enjoy your presence. And when called out on it, you're like, I did what? Fucking ew. And then everyone, and so I make it, I make it my business, because this amuses the hell out of me. To point out how wonderful of a person and a friend you are. Specifically because it makes your face twitch. And sometimes when you were pointed out that you, by reflex, listen to people, provide safe spaces, respect their boundaries, understand where they're coming from, provide empathy um, without asking for anything in return. You can stop now. Right. See? But, <laughs> but when it's pointed out to you, you're like, I did what? I do what? Fucking ill. But you can't stop doing it because that's how wonderful of a person you are. So it's a delight to remind you. And then you make all the faces because of your cootie aversion. So all this love and warmth and kindness is gross. But it's also very much a part of who you are. And we all love you quite a bit, Bacon. How are you? I'm going to set you on fire. With love and warmth and kindness, you've been doing it for no, years. No, with a with like gasoline of kindness, and a match of delightfulness. You have no. my heart anyway, is a, my heart is a, my heart is a fire. Have a fucking show. <laughs> <you. laughs> I actually did show notes. It's actual show notes. Actual show notes, because apparently the best time to do show no show notes is when you're working. Listen, you are. This show is sponsored by your job. Oh uh, no, we can't say that. Um. Well, we're not gonna say which job it is. We're not gonna say that I'm sponsored by my job. Somebody can find this, um, and then I'll get in trouble. All right. Let they'll me, be like, "You're on the clock." All right. Let me bleep all this out. But bacon, 
it'd be a terrible thing to do to do other work while you're at work. And that's not a thing we support here on Unreasonable Fridays in any way, shape, or form. That's why I do it on my lunch break. Exactly. Your unpaid lunch break, I hope. Yeah, it's an unpaid lunch break. Unpaid, yes. The American classic, the unpaid lunch break. I don't work at one of those places that are like, take an hour on the clock for lunch. No, I don't work at one of them places. Nah, nah. That is a thing in some places. Nah, nigga, not here. I I would love to have one of those jobs just on principle, just to just to know that they care. Bruh, same. Because just uh, you know, this whole eat if you gotta, but be back in an hour, and we're not paying for this shit, is just negative vibes, and I don't even know if they realize how they look. <laughs> like, bro. Honestly, honestly, most places do it in like a half hour and not even an hour so it's just like you're you just got into your food and now it's time to clock back on the half hour lunches bend human beings into weird positions so like you ever see somebody sitting like in and sitting in like the parking lot of a place sitting on like the curb like one of those little parking dividers eating food Mm -hmm. that's because they got a 30 minute lunch they can't go anywhere. They can't walk anywhere. They can't make a phone call. They can't check the news. They have to literally leave the building, not too far, because they can't get back in time, and eat their food. So they have to stay within proximity of the building, not decompress in any meaningful way, shove food in their mouth because they biologically need to do this to continue working. All within half an hour. And by the way, it's 24 minutes because I would love it unless you leave early or you have your lunch like on a holster. It takes you six minutes to get your shit together to even find a place to eat, to even get your food. Now, that's if you bought it with you. God forbid you have to get lunch. That's 12 minutes. Then you got to eat it. And by the time you're done eating, it's like four minutes left. Ugh. Abolish half hour lunches. What the fuck? Just have no lunch. Half-hour lunches are a hate crime, and you can't convince me otherwise. No, they're absolutely absolutely a hate crime. Listen, listen, make my shift, have my shift, have two breaks, no lunch, shorten it by an hour and a half, and let me leave after six hours. Don't don't give me a half an hour lunch. I'd rather have nothing at all and just be sitting there eating Ritz crackers on my break. I would much rather, honestly. Agreed. Although I can't eat the Ritz crackers. Does, does Ritz have like a gluten-free vegan Ritz cracker? Uh, I imagine there are 47 quadrillion versions of um, variants of Ritz crackers. Yeah, but they're not like Oreos. Um, I mean, you're right. That's a good question. I'm going to look this up. Um, While I look this up, I'm going to go to our luxurious illustrious show notes hey we have show notes what does it say here it says here and i quote nigga i do not know what games are out because i am desperately trying to finish mine can you elaborate i've been saying this the last three ones so i put that on there because you're always like bacon what are you playing and i'm like the same games i play every week Pinky. Nigga, you playing like five games though. It doesn't apply. No, You're I still am, playing five games. I am games. officially still playing Final Fantasy 14 and I'm still playing Rune Factory 5 because Rune Factory 5 is a 
longer game. It's one of those games that you can just play. So, like, there is a storyline to it. And the storyline on this one is, like, longer than any other Rune Factories I've played. But, like, you can continue. It's like Stardew Valley. You can continue playing after the storyline. You just stop. When you're done playing the game, you just stop playing it. Um, so I'm just trying to, like, complete the storyline. But I'm also just digging around farming and punching things. Um, but once I'm done with Rune Factory 5, I have to finish Elden Ring. And I have to finish... Um, well, I have to start and then finish because I don't even have it yet. Um, uh, 13 Sentinels. I wish I could give you my copy. I wish you could also give me I your wish, copy. I wish I, I wish I could give you my copy of the game. It is, it, uh, it is, uh, I'm not even saying it is bad in any way. I'm just like, I, I, someone else with a, with a different focus would be able to play, get more from it right now than I am. And, uh, yeah, it is, uh, yeah, I would like you to be able to do that. So you're only playing two games? Just two? They're both very involved games. Oh, I know. Usually you, uh, you play Final Fantasy all the time. Sometimes when the mood strikes you, you'll kind of, you'll kind of dip and duck in between two other games. So that always puts you up around three games. And then you got those little phone games, the phone games that you play, and that always puts you up around four. I'm on... Uh, I'm on a break from one of my gotcha games because um, there's a new character com- coming out with the storyline, but it's not for like another week or two. So I'm taking this time of I don't care about any of the other storylines uh, for that character to come out. So I'm on a break from that one. And... Yeah, there's not. I haven't found another mobile game that I like. A lot of them are kind of garbage. Uh, I got a um, an iPad for my birthday, and uh, I saw there was a Castlevania game, but in uh, typical Konami fashion, it's tethered to the Apple Arcade Store. You have to pay a monthly fee for. Um, I have no issue with those type of services. Just I don't really need another one. And but I cannot get the game separately. I have to uh, pay Apple to play cannot play a new Castlevania game, which is about right for Konami because they sure love money. They love money and hate making video games. So, God, that's true. They really do. Like they need to just like I just I would really love it. And I mean I wonder how much money they're making just holding all of these properties hostage. Like when? I'm sure because it's not like it's not like you make money off of a property that you're not doing anything with. Um, I mean, like they are doing stuff. It's just there's no way they're like I guess because they're not ma- they're not putting any effort in. They must be making a profit, right? You have to make a profit if you're just you know just you're keeping your overhead really really low to the ground, right? It has to work like that. Uh, sure, totally. I mean, I don't know. It's a, it's a random thought. I was just, I was thinking about Silent Hill, and um, I was looking at all the Western ones they made simply because they wanted to kind of um stop paying <laughs> Team Silent. <laughs> First, they started lowballing the people that work in Team Silent, and then they were like, this whole Team Silent thing costs too much fucking money. 
and then they started um, uh, having Western developers with um, short resumes make the games, and it's kind of the same thing that happened to Contra, and uh, yeah. Is that what happened to Contra? Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard of Contra Rogue Core? Actually, uh, yes. Yes, they made that. That's their last Contra game. It is rated as one of the worst games. Actually, is like as someone who has played it, it's one of the worst games I've ever played, and has very little to do with Contra, and was clearly made by people who don't have a lot of experience making video games to even get to the point where they can then put Contra on a game to like make a game that's like Contra, and that's kind of been where they're at. Uh, you remember Metal Gear Survive? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Metal Gear Survive, where they just took some assets from Metal Gear 4 and made a cheap survival game out of it. And then they like, this is what Konami's been doing for a minute. They have the, um, have you ever played the Silent Hill arcade light gun game? No, but I've walked past it and cried because I just want a Silent Hill game. Right. So it's like, this is what Konami's doing. And I'm just wondering, like, are you making any money on these? Because no one's like, no one's excited for this anymore. So now it's at the point now when you say Metal Gear Solid, no one's excited. When you say Castlevania, people are sort of a little bit, but that like that's the last one that has some cachet. And then Silent well, Hill. Just, I mean, aren't they actually doing stuff for Castlevania? Like there's constantly uh, new Castlevania's but, content that's good coming out. Uh. I would say the Apple game is um, solid, even though it uses a lot of old assets, and it's just kind of like a Symphony of the Night thing going on. Um, that's the closest they've come to like a good game using one of their major their major properties. Um, Castlevania is still on it. It's a funny thing because of Bloodstained, people are still paying attention to Castlevania. If that makes sense. Yeah, uh, no, that makes sense. Right. It's it's a very in- it's very interesting that the guy who created Castlevania one off and started doing Bloodstained games. And now people kind of like loosely still consider Castlevania and Bloodstain to be connected, even though they're not in any way, shape, form, or fashion. And Konami just brings out uh, Castlevania games alongside Bloodstained games just for that reason. <laughs> like it's an active troll. <laughs> so. They're like, you used to work for us. So. I hey. mean, hey, you know, it's, oh, you guys are playing, yeah. uh, oh, you guys are playing, uh, Vassalcania? Cool. Well, here's some Castlevania. And then it's, it, that's like the intention. And it's just, Please release your games, Konami. That's the moral Either of the story. Release your games or let them be free. Yeah, please. Um, I heard uh, I heard rumblings that Microsoft is looking to buy those uh, those all three of those Castlevania, Metal Gear, and Silent Hill. So I would not. I honestly would not be upset about that. No, it'd be great. They have all the they have all the tools in place, all the developers in place from all the developers that they've been purchasing to to create at least solid content. And, um, you know, they would probably have the wherewithal to say, let a Japanese studio handle uh, Silent Hill and start from there as opposed to, you know, trying to have, like, like I said, short resume Western developers handling something like Silent Hill from the Western lens, which, you know, is just not capable of kind of processing Silent Hill as we understand it. Also, I always really thought not. I also always thought the the hook for Silent Hill was the fact that it was effectively a Western game through the eyes of Japanese writers and developers and artists. Like I thought that was the hook, because it looks the America that Silent Hill is in is unique because of who is the lens with which we're viewing it. Oh yeah, I always forget about that. Right. So like that, like Silent Hill in America, Silent Hill by Americans remove some of the it's like 
part of what makes Silent Hill so unique is that it's an Amer- it's a vision of America through the eyes of Japanese game developers. So, yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. Please for freedom. We have we have other things free, on the program. Please free. Free those games. I'd like to play a decent Silent Hill game. game. I, like the amount of time that's passing is fascinating to me. Like I got Contra like the legacy collection thing on Switch a few months ago and like the last Contra game I enjoyed, the last Contra game I enjoyed was over 20 years ago. The last Silent Hill game I even found interest in was over 20 years ago was Silent Hill The Room. I didn't like that game. It had a really terrible actual game design, but it was interesting. And that was 20 years ago. Yeah, Silent Hill has not had a decent anything for a hot minute. Like, I've, I've put it in the back of my mind as like, this is, we are now in arc archaic classic gaming is where silent hill goes yes yes it's just bro all super not great silent hill 2 and 3 are so old that the remasters are a decade old that then were made backwards compatible on xbox like two or three years ago so we're that like that much time has passed since we were able to play an enjoyable silent hill game and, uh, you are correct, sir. Jesus. Jesus Christ. It got weird. <laughs> I know. The worst. All right. We got to move it along. We Go. do. It's a sleepy Saturday. Saturday? Day? Month? Year? Sleepy year. T- time is time is mushy, so it's like Saturday of the year, whatever. In I, the, the I think we're at the point where time isn't even a circle; it's just like Jello. Oh yeah, no, you touch it. It depending on it's just rolling, and it's Jello rolling downhill and getting caught on things. So the shape at the top of the hill is different from the shape in the middle of the hill versus the shape at the bottom. And someone might take but, it and throw it down another hill, and then it changes shape some more. The the Jello has become a science project. Right, it's just it's got goop in it. It's got soil and dirt, grass in it. Maybe a bug. Like you know, it's it's. I'm not touching it. That's actually very. That's actually completely appropriate. Yes, I'm not touching it. <laughs> right, that is how I feel. It's Saturday. Don't know the day. Don't know the year. Whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. It also says here. Yoshi hyphen P. Yoshi is out here buffing black mages, and now it's on site for them. So, uh, we had a we had a little micro patch in the final finalist of fantasies, but none of them are truly final. <laughs> um. <laughs> so yeah, we had we had a little micro patch. It was entirely PvP related, and. Um, fun thing is, is Yoshi P, who's like the head of the FF14 team, mains Black Mage in everything, both PvE and PvP content. And, um, he's out here already on like all the Japanese data centers in the leaderboards for Crystalline Conflict. And in some of the PvP changes, like Black Mage got fucking buffed. 
I was looking at all the Black Rage buffs and I was like, my nigga, you did not just buff your entire class. You mean to tell me the audacity of this man who plays I the game at an elite level already? The jokes, dude. The jokes. Has buffed it. And you know what? I imagine at some point he was just like, enough. <laughs> like he was like, you know what? Just enough. Like, you know what? I'm like. He's like, I'm gonna buff my class, and they were like, "Dude, what?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm buffing my class. Like, I've, I just, I just let me do it. Like, uh, how's it gonna look?" And they're like, "They're just gonna make memes. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> they're just gonna make memes." Oh, the joke! Like, uh, <laughs> there's, there's, there's already a person who um had changed their name to a uh, black mage meta. <laughs> first name black range and last name meta i really deeply appreciate i'm not gonna lie to you i really deeply appreciate <laughs> the flex i do just buff your own character like it's fine it's time just, just let the, um so like they did they actually did come out with like notes regarding uh the the patches that they the patch that they had just recently did and also Gave some additional information on the work that they're going to do towards Frontlines, which is the 72-player casual um, casual mode. And um, they're like, they flat out said, like, we overtuned Black Mage. <laughs> <laughs> they do that while he was home? <laughs> my, my bad. Uh, and they did say, they did come out, they did specifically say that, like, you know, things that they look for for, like, when it comes to making changes with classes is, um, you know, how they perform at all levels of play, casual, ranked, um, in, like, customs and in, like, front lines. And then also, you know, the percentage of people who are picking them. Right. And, like... 14% of like 14% of all players picked black mage. Like black mage was picked 14%. So like it's like super low option. Is 14% of is 14% of the players picking one class is that low? Oh, uh sorry, uh sorry. No, out of getting picked, uh black mage had like a 14% chance of getting picked. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's... Out of 22 jobs. Right. I was about to say, I feel like... Um... Amongst all players. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right, okay. So, they're like, people aren't playing back mage. And so they're like, they also had looked to see like what their criticisms of were of Black Mage. They had buffed some other classes too. Some people weren't happy that Machinist got buffed while I'm sitting over here like, what, bitch? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I main Machinist. You <laughs> shoot people. I shoot people in the high fantasy RPG. I'm the gun. Nothing, nothing, <laughs> like it's just nothing, nowhere is safe. Like nothing looks more unsettling than looking at someone in a high fantasy setting get shot like it's just like is nowhere sacred are we are we all doomed by gun violence the elf getting shot in the back with a high caliber sniper rifle like where can we go where are where are our safe spaces bacon nowhere nowhere 
nowhere. They shouldn't have limit breaked me. But Dragoon had it coming. A likely story. But yes. I mean, that is the story. I got my revenge. Um, I did get protected by a paladin, though, the other day in Crystal Lion Conflict. And, like, I'm going to marry that paladin. That paladin doesn't know that we're going to get married, but we are getting married. You want to put the call out on Twitter, like when people when people see someone like uh, on Twitter and they ask Twitter to find this, they take post a picture and they ask Twitter to find this person. No, they're on gonna... my server. I know who they are. Oh well. Oh well, then congratulations to you and your uh, partner. It's beautiful. They just don't know it yet. That's even better. They act of surprise. This this kind of like it it it, it, it uh, expediates the whole thing. It's much better. Very efficient. Good stuff, Bacon. I mean, you saw that clip. Like I lived, I lived through a limit break. I lived through a, I lived through like two different bursts, and they walked me all the. way. They could have dropped me, but they walked me all the way to get a health potion until I got could hide behind a wall and used an elixir to redo all to like refill my health and MP marriage material right there. It's because you, they, they wanted to see other people get shot and uh, possibly if you popped up on the other team that you would show mercy on them remembering the special moment that you shared in the other match so they don't get shot in the back. Probably I did fight against them two matches later and I specifically did not target them. Right, that was their goal. Kudos <laughs> to them. Incredible foresight. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I love you. It's, it's okay. <laughs> I tried to make it look convincing so they didn't know you guys were in cahoots. You were shooting around him. He was like, oh no. Oh no, a machinist. Everyone take cover. There's the dangerous class, a dangerous range class. Everyone step, get behind me. I will protect you. Danger range. <laughs> Whatever will we do? But yeah, it was I just thought it was hysterical that Yoshi P just straight up like they were straight up like massive buffs on Black Mage and then like th- literally a couple days later, we overtuned the class. <laughs> <laughs> Come get these jokes. <laughs> Went a little hard in the other direction. Went a, went a, went a, went a, went a, went a little hard. Hold on here. Um, it says here we've got we've got game unionization news. Yes. So Raven Studios. Raven Studios. Uh, it's a Raven Software. Yeah, QA. Raven. Software QA testing is officially a union, making them the first games union in the industry. That's right. I'm very excited yeah. about this. It's a good sign. This is, is necessary. It's um, uh, more than necessary. Microsoft has stated that, you know, if the acquisition goes through, they will continue. They will recognize Raven as a union and we'll work with them. Now, how much of that is lip service? Listen, I don't know. I'm just repeating what I read through valid and uh, verified, credible news sources. 
Um, Microsoft specifically is actually pretty well known for like squashing unionization attempts like in their early infancy stages. Yes. Um, and uh, like re- like pretty well known for like nipping it all in the bud. Um, it's uh definitely so we'll we we will see how this goes. Um, meanwhile, Activision is what the fuck are they? I don't know what Activision's game plan is here because it is extremely confusing. Uh, they are. Like, uh, they are. Um corporationing it up on their way out the door um i don't think that okay what they are literally in trouble current right now again by another by another agency like the national labor regulate relations sorry the national labor relations board is basically saying that Activision now has it coming because, like, they are absolutely threatening employees. Yes, they are. And I'm like, Activision, why? Um, uh, they're, uh, you know, they're saying that they are, um, there's definitely indications that Activision and um, its like its subsidiaries have been using social media, like they they have a social media policy, and they say that they're using that social media policy to threaten employees who are using social media to organize. What I'm going to say is going to get beeped out in the final episode, in the final bit. It's just going to be beeped out like a police informant. But, um... Oh, no, they're openly talking about it. Like, they're like, I mean, like, they are openly talking about it on social media. Like, I work for Blizzard. I liked a tweet in support of... yeah. And I got fired. Like, it's not, like, it's pretty publicly well known. Like, that's how bad it is. It's publicly known that Activision is just firing people who are mentioning anything, even not stating an opinion on it, on um, uh, the unionization. Like, unionization anything. Or mentioning any of the issues at Activision or Blizzard. So they're using their social media policy specifically to threaten people and to just fire them. Uh, that is what's happening. Which, uh, I don't understand because they are under investigations from multiple agencies right now. You can't hide this stuff um i think all corporations believe that they can right but you can't while you're under like seven active investigations right activision's been hiding this stuff for longer than they've been under investigation right but these are new oh i understand what you're saying i'm saying (laughs) is that as a corporation you think you can do the thing 
even if you can't do the thing. But but you, I'm just like, but you got caught, and they know that you've been doing this for years. So why are you doing it when you have people literally in your buildings going, "What the fuck are you doing?" Because that has never been a problem for them before. That's it. There, it, it has not been a problem. Like I said, it, it doesn't make any sense until you understand that corporations just kind of think that they can. I'm not going to lie. I don't think this is a corporation issue. Uh, Activision doesn't like. Trying... Oh, no, no, no. I mean, the account, the, the, the lack of any idea of accountability. Sorry. I have been um, following all of the court hearings and trials and sentencing for the Capitol Hill riot folks. <laughs> I yeah. don't think this is just... Oh, no. What I mean is it's a corporation issue. Um, it's a person thing. It's kind of a... It's kind of like corporations are like... I guess against corporations as people are like giant people. And so I understand, I understand what you're saying. They're just... It's like... It's a, it's a, I'm like, at a plea hearing... What a plea hearing, one of these non niggas said that he's just like, I'm not guilty. Right. Uh, you hear one of them where the lawyer was like, My uh, client is a particular brand of idiot. Yeah, and, and like, that's not even an exaggeration. The lawyer, as a defense, was he, saying he, that my client is an idiot. Right. He's so dumb that he should be considered not guilty because he knew nothing of what he did absolutely nothing of what he did because he's a moron and he literally said my client talks too much and that's why he's in trouble because he doesn't shut his mouth direct like like let me pull up the direct quote because it was kind of amazing um uh it was just yeah post it in the chat i might have to do a dramatic reading of it post it in the chat please. uh no, it, it's actually in the discord uh, um, under politics it is under politics okay um it, hale kusanali's lawyer jonathan chris said that his client was offensive and was the kind of person who should just shut up but that he only had superficial knowledge about politics uh Hale Kusanali, Chris said, couldn't shut up to save his life because this is, and this is where he is now because of that. It's the lawyer. And I also just want to say, like, the same person, like, the, the defendant, um, hosted his own online show that talked about like all kinds of racist shit, but also on the stand would just say that all of his remarks were just like disgusting jokes that he exchanged with friends and not the basis of his online identity. <sighs> he had an online show. <sighs> It's actually
actually been really fascinating going through all of the hearings of the trials of like these people because it's just like and then I'm watching all of the Activision stuff and my I'm doing like the confused dog head tilt <laughs> in the exact same way. Like, what the fuck are you doing? We are uh, now if we're making it a human thing, like I'm thinking corporations have their own issues with accountability. Humans themselves, we don't see a lot of consequences, especially the white ones. We right, do- well, I mean, corporations are run by people. Right. We don't like on do terrible things and get away with it because a lot, the, the money is all in the corporation. You can just spend the corporation's money to deal with it. Yeah. I mean, it is a person who is making the decision to threaten other people. While the company is under multiple labor-related investigations, the HR is run by people who maintain the, uh, the social media policy. Like, people are making these decisions. Like, a corporation isn't just, like, this empty, emotionless entity. Oh, I know. I know. I just, it's just very, I, it's just interesting that, what I mean, and why I sigh is that um, a regular person will make the same decision as a corporation, but with no backing. Like, a corporation has, in their minds, the means to be shitty, if that makes sense. Yes. A person does not, right? But no. a person will do it anyway. Just, yes. just on principle. They will do it on principle just because. Just because. Yes. And that part has always fucked me up right there. Is when a person will like storm the Capitol building. It's like you're not a corporation. You don't have millions to defend yourself legally. So you're just going to do it. And then your lawyer is going to have to call you an an idiot 47 times for months to try and get you off or a a reduced sentence. And then we have the right, it's just like, the decision making is, it sets me back. It's like, you just had no idea that anything could have gone wrong when you ran up inside the Capitol building. No idea. And I do truly believe that they had no idea anything was going to go wrong. No, they have no idea. And my my brain cannot comprehend the having no idea. As somebody who's just, like, paranoid about, like, everything real and not real, I'm like, I, like, I genuinely cannot, like, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I'm a person who's just like I don't want to take like any of this community juice because somebody might see me like taking the juice and get upset right type of person yeah so like I literally I can't I cannot wrap my head around it and I'm trying and I'm like I mean there's a larger problem and it starts to kind of rub up against our own qualifications because it's like, 
now we're going to need to bring in a professional. And that's when you have to start doing the research and stuff. Just to be able to, because, you know, you get the inkling that there is a larger problem at work. And you know it, but then it's just like, you, it, it, I, I get exasperated because the problem is such a large scale issue. And it's just like, I just would rather just, I'd rather just scour the galaxy for the infinity, infinity gems, if at all possible, and I'll fix it myself. <laughs> and not in a, not in a genocidal way like Thanos. Um, I would, um, I would probably, uh, I would launch an empathy bomb and you would just simply feel the things of the people that you're looking at. That's all. That's all for about six months. You would just feel the things you feel. You would just feel the things that the the how people feel looking at you. You just feel their feelings for a little bit. Just everyone would become a hyper empath for a period of time, and that's it. Some people would go insane, but that's where the that's where the evil part, the diabolical part, would come in. But I own that. I would um. I own that bit though. Like I would. That's how I. That's what I would do. Because this is just, it's such a big problem, and I'm, I don't know what to do this, man. I don't get it. It confuses And it's getting me. worse. It's getting worse now that the world's ended. We've got, we've got more. We've got to band together more to deal with problems that are larger and, in a lot of cases, invisible. Um, and, like, I feel like people are just kind of, we're rolling backwards. We're doing, we're getting really strange in the face of, um, all these very plain, very plain issues. And I, it's actually funny. It's something that we were talking about before. We are, we are, the problems we have as a society are so plain that we're just kind of making up issues elsewhere. Like, I always say that, like, one of the reasons why I never get on the show and say any movie sucks or any show sucks or any game sucks is because for the most part, we've nailed our standards and practices. One, and two, we all have the time stone. So whatever we don't want to watch, we can skip. So we're at the point now where most things we watch are good. Most things we take in are okay at worst. And if they're bad, if you don't like them, it's just a matter of time. And if you don't have the time, you can just walk away from them. Um, so now we're just kind of left with like media we can't really complain about and a society full of very glaring issues. <laughs> So we've burrowed our heads in the other direction so hard to the point where, like, we're just working hard to find something wrong with the media we take in. And uh, this is one of the things that had come up because uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's the uh, game. It says here on the note, Game Pass Burnout. Because uh, apparently yes. game, Pass is, uh, game Pass is losing subscribers for the first time in, uh, uh, since its inception, really. And uh, it's funny that Man, it came. it's such a major problem. Game Pass is over. Game it, Pass is collapsing. Listen, uh, what I was. What will we do? I had wondered. I knew something was up because I look at Game Pass games, and every third one gets review bombed. Now, some of them are overtly political. Like there are some of them that are like literally making fun of the political right and that advertise. But for the most part. There are just games that are just indie games that are getting reviewed, and people are like, Game Pass has shitty games. I'm tired of all these fucking shitty games waiting for a good one. Game Pass sucks. I'm done with this shit. This game sucks. And I'm like, 
It's like a game about being an accountant and preparing tax documents for, you know, just a random example. And it's like, I don't know how an indie game about preparing tax documents can elicit this type of raw emotion from you, the reviewer. And it just seems as though now, like, this is a... And I saw the story, I was like, oh, it's because the media is too solid. It's what I was talking about, where we have nothing to complain about, and we're just kind of stuck here with solid media and a planet full of glaring issues that are too big in scale for us to process. So we're just like sitting here like, Game Pass sucks, indie games suck, or uh, people have come to the conclusion that Netflix suddenly sucks. (laughs) Netflix is a problematic company in many reasons, in many ways. But Netflix does not suck. These subscription services do not suck. In fact, the fact that they allow us so much control over what we watch and so many options, it feels like in the face of everything, we're kind of getting overwhelmed and lashing out. And it's that's just, where I was taking it. I was very confused. I was like, "What? Eh. What are you talking about?" <laughs> It's unprecedented. Um, One of the things I realize is we lose ourselves in media, not just to lose ourselves in media, but apparently just have something to complain about. Having listened to people kind of talk about games and movies and stuff. We've been in a we've been in a good space for about five or six years. Like the worst like superhero movie to come out in the past few years is like Mobius or whatever. And that's not a bad movie. It was a six out of ten movie. You know, whatever. And, you know, right. And um, we're at the point now where we're just kind of left with ourselves. And I think, I think we're handling it poorly. There's, we cannot, to complain about media now is to, one, waste your time watching something you don't have to. And two, to be stretching, searching for um, an issue <laughs> that is more than likely not there. And... Uh, <laughs> It's kind of fucking with people. I, I see it. Like I just, I've been look. I said we just public sentiment towards all this solid media is turning. Like there's too many options. None of them are bad. We don't know what to do, and we cannot. We must complain. We must complain about our media. We need something to complain about, or else. Yeah, and I I really feel like hate watching just like became like such a thing for a good several years. Like I'm not like I. It's like all the people who are hate watching around Game of Thrones, like they don't even like Game of Thrones, but all they were doing is like to or Walking Dead. And all they were doing was turning into just like like their entire identity was spent like every week just like being angry about this thing. And I'm like, but you don't even like it. Why right. are you watching it? Right. You like there there are other shows that are like occurring weekly on a schedule. That you can just like watch and interact with people with. Like you aren't limited. And like the way that Twitter and all these other social media works out is like there are other people who are also watching the thing and have commentary about it. Like it's not. It it is very confusing for me. I don't I don't understand the desire to just like watch something that is like maybe they just find like the yelling cathartic or something i think it is fun to dislike something that you have control over that 
sort of kind of matters because a lot of like i said we're now left with media and glaring social issues with nothing in between like it's like game pass sucks mobius sucks i'm burnt out on marvel movies um gun violence is insane in america the police state is out of control the republican party is um looming for a second push fascism is right around the corner there is a continuous assault on all uteri in the United States. And there's no that seg there is no segue. Once you start talking about one thing, you will always get to the end where you're like, oh, I might be shot to death in a Trader Joe's parking lot from a racist that has been publicly racist for ten years, but everyone's like, who knows where he came from? Oh no, it's crazy lone wolf. He must have been playing too many video games. Like his his handle is fucking niggerwatch71. For the love of fucking God, officer. Please, please, agent, please don't gaslight my corpse, please. And you cannot get from when what? my favorite is when like in the manifesto, they specifically say, by the way, I hate these Negroes. And then the cops and like other people are like, but he wasn't a white supremacist. And I'm like, he literally he called did. himself one. He called. He said, yes. It's, you right. can't even allegedly like he literally he, called himself himself one. Yes. In like. 18 different places that are all public he has a note he has like there's like a whole document he put out a document to be clear kudos to him by the way good job spree shooter being very clear with your intent it's always good to see no equivocation always good to be decisive in your decisions and how you move through the world kudos um but yeah and as a result you cannot there's not enough of dr strange sucks to buffer between whatever. And not only that, because like there's, everything is so decent that Doctor Strange sucks sounds frivolous in the face of I can be shot to death in a Trader Joe's parking lot randomly. And I think we're kind of chafing under the increased pressure of having very little to complain about, but a lot of glaring issues. Like we're now, we now have, we are now escaping from a lot and our escapism has very little to complain about. So now our escape is, and we're not like the problems are not outnumbering our escape avenues, <laughs> and we're chafing <laughs> to the point where we're just like making up. <laughs> and it, like I just, yeah, like I, it's it's like the only yeah the only thing I can think of is like clearly this is like some kind of outlet for people, but what's the point? There's no control in review bombing a game. And Microsoft is flat out like I'm actually kind of got like micro I hate I hate it when I have to like agree with a company. I'm just like no moral <laughs> ethos. <laughs> anyway, um uh Microsoft is flat out like it sounds like Microsoft is straight up like these are all just really good two A and indie games. Sorry, it's not a triple A game. We don't really care. I mean, if you wanna if you wanna only play AAA games, you can ask Sony how that's going. I mean, if you wanna wait for your three games a year, by all means, we were trying to fill the gaps, but I guess not. That wasn't satisfy. I guess that wasn't satisfactory for you, nigger. Watch seventy nine. Our bad. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, we have a we have a we have a major issue, and it's funny because like you know, it's always. Because I understand people are trying to escape, and it's always very funny to see is when you bring reality, then the people who are trying to escape, they're always like, you know, just I don't want any politics in my games. And I was like, there literally is nothing left 
but the politics around you now. There is nothing left. There, that's the thing I always want to I mean, tell they, people. There's nothing. There's nothing else to talk about. Like there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing to shit on. All the Marvel movies are okay. All the Marvel shows are okay. Believe it or not, all the DC shows are okay. DC movies are okay. All the games. The DC pl- movies are there. Right. They're when okay. they're there. They're okay. When like, they happen. Right. That's what I mean. It's like they're not good, but they're not bad. And they're not like I said, like I always say, I was I remember seeing I remember going and seeing The Punisher in nineteen eighty nine when David Hasselhoff was Nick Fury and Dolph Lundgren was the Punisher. That was Yo. shitty. Right. I never forgot that. I Yo. always forgot where I I always remember where I came from when I say when I say most comic book movies are okay. Even the ones that aren't great. I'm not comparing them all to Marvel movies. I'm remembering when I saw David Hasselhoff with a gray gray temples and the eye patch being Nick fucking Fury and Dolph Lundgren, who was not speaking coherent English, was Frank Castle. And I'm like, we are far away from that. And for that, I consider it a blessing. And I just don't think that there's anything, like I said, we have the ability to now give our time to only quality products across the board. So now all we have are politics. And I don't think that's sitting well with folks. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's creating, I guess, like this good media burnout where I guess we need some shitty stuff to distract us from the declining society, I guess. But, but I don't listen. I don't know. But I'm. Just, but there isn't. Uh, isn't the what? Stuff's just not bad. Yeah, there is. I I agree with you, but I just feel like that's what we need as a society is um shitty things to distract us from. Like. I always see it. There's like whenever something is bad, everyone jumps all over it. Whenever something is average, people uh, jump all over it. And I find it fascinating. Always find it fascinating. And now I'm starting to understand exactly what the goal is. Is like part of the escapist fantasy is having control over it, being able to, um, uh, being able to dictate how you feel about it and dictate other people's opinions about it. But when it's good, there's nothing to say. I'm a terrible reviewer because I think most things are good. They're okay. And most of my reviews come down to, do you have the time? If you don't, then don't. If you do, then you should. Is this your jam or not? This is not bad. Terrible reviewer. Awful. I specifically can't talk because I like bad content. Um, That's the thing. You should be able to get what you want out of what you take in. Um, But the goal shouldn't be the... You should be able to take joy in it, but if your goal is not to be not to have to take joy in everything, then that's a that's a unique issue. That's a one hundred percent a unique issue. But yeah, Game Pass is losing subscribers. Um, uh, but like another thing with Game Pass is like because it is a subscription, you can kind of do whatever you want. Like, I mean, how many people like? will only subscribe to Hulu during, you know, sports season when it's good. That's kind of what, that's kind of like the next point is like, like you it, that's don't the point of have to keep service. a subscription going. You can just like right. pay attention to when games are coming out and be like, oh, I want this game. Subscribe for as long as you want to play the game and then go. It's still like, what, like $16? 
for that time period and like even indie games are still like 20 to like 30 to 60 dollars depending on the game like one of my one indie game i like is like 40 dollars right by the way indie game just means independent does not have anything to do with how much money went into the game or how much the game is selling for. Did people, did people not understand this? Uh, like, No, I think a lot of people ascribe indie games to being cheap, and that's just not Oh, no. Just, oh, oh, I realized that when I was... Oh, right. When I was playing The Ascent, I had stumbled upon that, where it's like, it's an independent studio that was given several million, million dollars to make this game. The game looks like several million dollars because several million dollars went into it. Um, but yeah, it is independent doesn't mean cheap, no. no. Uh, what is the demarcation of how much money went into a game, if there is one, just so the viewers, just so the listeners know offhand for the inevitable arguments? I mean, games are fucking expensive. I mean, I agree with you. Um, so I mean, like, like in all technicality, you could have a triple A indie game. Someone would just have to have a lot of fucking money. I mean, I used to always say that uh, <laughs> that Bungie was uh, a triple A indie studio until uh, you know they ran out of money. <laughs> they they had it going for a little while when they detached from Activision for a little while. Um, yeah, and now they're, uh, you know, they're uh, in a relationship with Sony, and that's precious. It's precious. So fucking weird. Listen, man, when Sony breaks out their streaming uh, service, their Game Pass thing, they're going to have, you know, free Destiny for everybody, and it's going to move the needle. As a person who plays Destiny and has for the entire time, uh, it's going to um, move the needle um, exactly no millimeters or centimeters at all. And, uh, yeah, we'll all have learned a very important lesson about Destiny. <laughs> However, as a Destiny person, I enjoy the fact that it's funded because um, their aims, uh, their goals of the games were far too expensive. So it's perfectly fine. I'm very happy to... Uh, I'm very happy to uh, see. So, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, I'm happy to see that they're funded, even though it's in a weird arrangement. But you know, I mean, frankly. But yeah, so uh, uh, Game Pass is is apparently dying. Game Pass is over. Everything's dead. Like I said, the subscription model is over. Uh, X- Xbox. It nobody has an. E- nobody wants an Xbox. No Xboxes are selling. Xbox is also dead. The one thing that Xbox has going for it is, is is crumbling into dust amidst all of these large scale acquisition acquisitions, and everything will go back to its rightful place, whatever the hell that is. No one has an Xbox, Aaron. There are no games for Xbox. Uh, that was what I was told. Yes, uh, there are no their Xbox is not real, which is a shame because Series X is uh now stepped into uh, purchasability in terms of uh, being a next gen console of availability. You can buy it. Like, uh, funny enough, I believe it's stepped in front of PS Five now in terms of I think global sales. 
um, just because PS5, they can't make them. So it's not like it's a rousing victory. It's they can't make PS5 because of the, yeah, the they COVID shortages. Hi, so, so remember that global supply shortage we were in? Yeah. Um, uh, the message I give everybody every week and will continue to do so, we're still in a global supply shortage. Yeah. Yeah, so kudos to Microsoft by by taking the lead by default, winning a race because the other car did not have all four tires. <laughs> While they wait for that I'm fourth I'm still trying to figure out how they're going to do live service games when they don't have servers. Uh, I don't think they care. Sony has kind of been, Sony's online infrastructure has always been problematic and the people who like them, who prefer them, don't care. Like, I've always wondered why Sony, play, like, PlayStation, Sony systems are always the preferred method of competitive gaming, even though it's flawed. Uh, PlayStation 4 in particular was flawed deeply. Um, slower band, lower bandwidth, and um, uh, and um, input delay on uh, the controllers. I've always wondered why this is, but like I said, I think it's just kind of like a brand like Coke. We just, we just drink Coke, even though Coke melts your teeth, and there are now 50 alternatives to it that won't melt your skull. But, you know, Coke. Me too. I drink Coke. I'm melting my skull a few times a week. I own it. Nope, not me. Right, because you're a fucking warrior, and I respect that. Um, but just, you know, it leaves a film on my teeth, and I don't like it. Oh yeah, no, you gotta, you gotta tend to it. Like I'm out here, I'm, I'm out here now with my baking soda salt solutions now, taking care of my fucking teeth like a champion. But I will freely admit that I do partake in a brand that is inferior at this point, um, because of the brand. So, um, I do wonder how uh, Sony's going to establish online infrastructure for anything improve online infrastructure when it wasn't big on it and there is no material to improve your online infrastructure it requires material to improve your online infrastructure by the way it bears saying i realize that also bears saying in conversation like just just to say it out loud it bears saying it it requires materials to improve online infrastructure servers and such it does so if you don't have the materials you can't improve you can't just will it into existence hit the online infrastructure summoning dance and then you get all the employees to do it in the parking lot, and all of a sudden now your online infrastructure's tight, and everything bandwidth has improved across the board, and all that. There's no such thing. It's not how that works. So. Are you sure? I mean, I don't know anymore. If it does, <laughs> I'm willing to own. If I'm wrong, I'll own that. Uh, I think I'm right. But I could definitely be wrong uh, that maybe there is a, um, a uh, online infrastructure dance that is performed by the um, IT people and the server people within the company and some QA people and, you know, maybe a giant dragon emerges and when you defeat it, you get extra bandwidth, server speed, you know. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I f don't think it's like that, but I'm, I'm willing to be corrected if anyone is in uh, if anyone is in tech and uh, there is, and I'm, and there is in fact a uh, server Server, uh, server dance. Then let me know. Um, I'll I'll correct myself on the program. And if you want, I'll even have you on the program to explain the uh, ins and outs of the uh, server dance and ritual. Because um, I'm not really I'm not really you know I'm, I'm open to learning every day. That's how we grow. Yes, we are open to learning every day, and that's how we. That grow. is how we grow. 
right. What else do we have? All right. What else we got here? What else we got? Oh, yeah. Speaking of PlayStation. I I found this kind of funny. What happened? So. Oh, wait. Never mind. There was an up. There was an update to it, but it's still funny. Uh, Uh, Sony uh, made a very large billing mistake with their new PlayStation uh, subscription service. Uh, it's pretty great, actually. So, like, you know how you can, like, stack memberships, essentially? Yeah, that was the jam. That was, um, that was their, that was, um, Sony's answer to Microsoft stuff, which I actually appreciated, by the way. Um, they would... I mean, you can technically do the same thing with Microsoft Oh, you can, well. but they would, Microsoft they would... just doesn't care. Right, they don't, yeah. Sony would push it out first, like, they would, that was their thing. Like, you could buy several years of, like, PlayStation Network at, like, the store. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you get, like, a two or three year subscription card at Target. You know, like that was their that was their one of their selling points. So yes, you buy in buy buy PSN in uh, subscribe to PSN Plus in bulk. But please continue. Um. So yeah, it it was definitely a so that was a thing that was happening. Um. However, they kind of messed up a little bit, and um. So when they have like their new subscription service that they're trying to put out their Game Pass um competitiveness. And um, they got a little weird because apparently, like, when you tried to upgrade your service, it, like, would back charge you for all of your previous subscriptions. So people, in order to, like, do the new service, like, people would get charged, like, $600. Because it was charging for the difference that they didn't play, that they didn't pay. You know uh, what happened? You know what happened there, right? The what? online infrastructure dance won awry, kind of like Spider Man. He fucked up. It Dr. did. Stranger. That's exactly what happened. One of the so one of the like, IT what? people got cold feet and fucked up the ceremony in the middle of it, and then the infrastructure went awry, and everyone got charged an extra three, four hundred bucks on their stacked subscriptions while they were set up while they were upgrading. There you go. The importance of um, sustained, um, ethical, properly performed magic they rolled it they rolled it back though like they obviously yeah they they rolled it back they said it was a mistake um i still find it hysterical i mean like you know we were talking about their pledge to improve their online infrastructure right and uh it's like you know i've i've never seen sony step forward in terms of online anything and not have a few stumbles because you know online is just not their fault i mean they've said as much you know what I mean? Like, it's just not, it's not where you go for it. At least I thought it was not where you go for it. Right. So. But so my thing is, is that they're specifically trying to make it the place that you go for it, but they just don't have, like, they, they're going to have to care about the infrastructure. Like, uh, there's no, there's no way around it. You can't do extensive live service without it. And that's the direction that they want to go. And it's fascinating because they haven't cared about it like ever. Like Sony Computer Entertainment has never cared about it. So as long as we've heard the term Sony Computer Entertainment, which is now, what, 30 years now? Yes. So now they're going to have to roll back 30 years of not giving a shit about this one aspect of computer entertainment (laughs) to suddenly have to fix it um, in record time to turn it around. It's 
it's a large barge is what we're saying and um it, uh, sony's just kind of talking like you know it's, it's really easy and it's clearly not as evidenced by the story and uh honestly i wish them luck because i um i want every reason to have to um pay a scalper uh a thousand dollars for a playstation 5 i really do i would i love i love having i love quality shit uh i want more reasons to pay a ps5 i'd love them i i I want to i want to feel so much um so much envy that i feel and this is not sarcasm by the way i actually genuinely want to have to get a playstation 5 at whatever the current scalper value is i think it's still up around nine let me look this up how much is it it's still get a PlayStation? not as bad as it was but it's still not great it's because i know since plants xbox went since Xbox became, since Series X became af- uh, available, the um, actual cost of getting it on like StockX plummeted. So now it's like fifty bucks more, and mostly you're just um, you're just paying to ensure that you get it because you get it in a lot of places and orders get canceled and all kinds of nonsense. So you're paying a fifty bucks like as a security tax. You're going to get your console, but uh, the price went down. But let me see how much a PlayStation Five is. How much is it? Ah, it's still six hundred and forty-eight dollars on StockX. Not six hundred and forty-eight dollars. Like, why? Is it really six? It can't be six. Jesus Christ! Wait, no. Oh, right. Hold on. Because they don't. I mean, that there, there just like aren't any. Hold on. It's more than that. Hold on. hold on yeah no there we go there we go 650 bucks there you go on StockX. that's not bad actually see i i I would love to have reasons to go to StockX's merchant ship assassin mercenary merchant ship and buy them and buy a playstation playstation 5 because i have to get it i want this i want everything to be at i want every product i take in to be the best it can possibly be honestly so I'm rooting for Sony to get their shit together. It's important. It's always fun. It's always fun for the health of everything when everything's working, especially because Sony's doing different stuff. So for Sony to uh, maximize its AAA game-focused uh, strategy and improve its online infrastructure and allow us to play um, games via subscription service and maybe, by the grace of God, allow us to play older PlayStation games across its massive transformative library... That would be fucking great. That would be a great. And I'm trying to, you know, I want it to happen. Right. I'm just like, but will it happen? Sony, will you let me be great? Um, Can well, pro- you let me be great? Now, the thing is, as much as I want this, as Sony has gone out of its way to say certain, the things that I value, and this is why, is like I said, I, you know, I always, I, I don't really play, I don't really hold the consoles up against each other. But I will say oh, yeah, no, that. I don't either. Right. I will say, though, their value systems are being very clear. Like, Microsoft is clear about what they value, like, on paper. And Sony is very clear about what they value on paper. And they don't give a fuck about how I play video games. At all. And I would love it if they did a little bit. so I Because I really do want to play some of these old PlayStation games. Like, I want to play Parasite Eve, bro. Like, don't you want to play Parasite Eve, Bacon? 
I want to play Parasite Eve so bad, but I've also kind of like given up on that game because like I just don't. Uh, right, and that's what I mean. It's like I just, just like I want just I let specifically, me specifically like. Okay, I am a fucking wuss. Like a fucking wuss when it comes to survival horror games, any kind of horror game, suspense game. But there's always like You're that not. one game that there's always that one that like kind of like really works. Right. Um, and Parasite Eve is that one for me. Is Parasite Eve a survival horror game? It is a like it's st- it starts off horrifying, but then uh, it ends horrifying. It doesn't it doesn't ever stop being horrifying. Uh, it's one of those things where my character is my character has some and then your character's not overpowered, but I believe uh, in my she ca- gets overpowered, right. but everything you're fighting is still more powerful than you. Right. Like, if you don't grind out your abilities, you will die on the last boss. You know something that just came to mind about survival horror games? You know when the horror dissipates for me is when I start to believe in my character. Like, as a person yeah. watching my character. Like, I realized, like, what made Silent Hill 2 so unnerving was that at no point I did believe that I believe in Harry Sunderland, the main character. He always moved awkwardly. He always looked confused. He never sounded certain. He always looked way off. Just as a person I'm controlling in this situation, like, I'm like, this white man ain't got it. And I'm just kind of, like, doing my best, <laughs> you know, <laughs> guiding him through it. And I realized at some point in survival horror games, you start to believe in the character you're controlling. And then once that happens, then a lot of the horror kind of takes a backseat. So that's what happened in Paris City. You're absolutely right. Horror did consistently happen in the game. But at some point, I started to believe in the main character. At no point did I believe. No, sorry. Every time I believed in the main character, they gave me a boss that was not... That was just like, so we're crushing your belief now. And it was specifically at, at the end of the game. Because it, it was like, there's like the last two, the last boss fight is like obscenely hard. Like it's actually considered as far as end game boss fights go pretty hard. Because usually end game boss fights are just like not the worst. No. But... Yeah. That one traumatized people because if you were not prepared for it, you just died. Um, and so there was also like the whole like the boss fight before that, and every the entire like enemy path that led up to the boss, the final boss, all of it was terrible. Hmm. But you couldn't go back. Like, like you hit there was a very clear, like, if you enter this map, you you cannot return sort of thing and so when you entered that map and like i would just be like i just want to go back and the game was like no (laughs) everything is shut off now but i need to love no but i need resource no so at that point i was just like this is scary I think that's the, that. Yeah, that's right. I think that was. I think I didn't. Yeah, I think I think at that point I believed in uh, Aya so much that I was like, "This sucks, but we got it. We got each other." And I think that's part of the survival horror thing. Um, 
Resident Evil 7 worked, despite it being wild, is because Ethan, I didn't believe in Ethan at all. At no point do you... incompetent. Right. At no point in Resident Evil, Resident Evil 7 in particular is overwhelmingly terrifying. Is because Ethan's not a character you can believe in at any point from beginning to end. And everyone else is way more competent and confident in their roles as monsters than you are. And it's just like, it's very much a Silent Hill 2 type thing where you just don't believe in this character. Yeah, Silent Hill 1 was scary, but less so because I believed in, um, I think it's fucking Harry Mason. I believed in his motivation because he wanted his daughter. And that was pushing him forward. So he was like kind of confused, except when his daughter came up and then he'd be like, I want my daughter. And then, you know, he's like, all right, all right, Harry, let's do this. And Silent Hill 2, yeah, James Sunderland was terrible. And then in the third one you were playing is, um, I forgot her name, Harry Mason's daughter. And yeah, in Dead Space, you start to believe in Isaac Clarke a lot because he's hyper I believed in Isaac Clarke like immediately, oh. which is why that game is not scary. You know me. what? And you like, know, you know, what's funny about that? I think it's because he is doing his job so well while under duress. Like he's actually going through a whole ass fucking 40 hour work engineer work week while under duress. And it's like at some point he's so good at it and so smooth with it that you're just like, all right, Ike. OK, Ike, we're doing it. We're doing it. All right. That's kind of what happened in uh, Alien Isolation. You start to believe in uh, Amanda Ripley. I think it's Amanda or Eileen. I forget. You start to yeah, believe I in. I could not play that game long enough to get to the belief system. Yeah, at some point you um, there's a point where you um, where you uh, you lure the alien into a little escape pod, and then you um, and then you jettison it, and you do that so smoothly that by the end of it, you're like. Okay, Ripley. All right. Isn't that until you realize the entire ship is full of aliens? Um, what they do is you you jettison one alien, and then they give you about maybe an hour or two hours where you're just fighting working Joes, and you're just kind of like looking at the damage of the like you know there's an empty space station, and you're kind of exploring it. And then you hit one alien, you get another alien, and then in avoiding that alien, you then discover that there is a um more than one alien. And then in discovering that, you discover that there has been a sustained nest, and there are actually several hundred aliens. <laughs> but by then, you know, you like I said, you believe in Ripley, and you're like, all right, okay, um, you know, seventy. You're looking at them come out of the hole. You're like counting. You're like, all right, so we've got seventy, not eighty. 82 of them okay okay ripley all right okay let's do this and it's still it's still tense but it's less scary and it's just it's just a funny thing i've noticed about survival horror games some survival horror games have like are very well done but the characters you you, you can get behind the character and in some of them you just absolutely can't and uh yeah totally random aside just totally came to mind all that to say is we want to play Parasite Eve on my our PlayStation 5. <laughs> just really want to play Parasite Eve. We really just want to play Parasite Eve. Um, but Sony generally doesn't care about its own old library. I mean, they've said it. Like, it's not really a... It's not. It, they've said it. They don't care. This is not their jam. This whole backwards compatibility thing is not their jam. And in a lot of ways, I find that the people who really like PlayStation, like, as a brand, also don't care. They do not. They do not. So it's like, you know, it's, it's you know, I'm not, not you know, it's, it's just like they're doing, I think Sony really caters to their audience really well. So I'm kind of like, I hope that it goes well. I'd love more. Re- I'd love a reason to buy a PlayStation 5, but Sony's really cooking. They really, they really are kind of hype super serving their audience, I guess, for better or for worse. 
I'd like to play Parasite Eve, though. And Parasite Eve 2. like to play Parasite Eve. I'd also like to play Einhander. And, um, I would love to play Einhander. And uh, I'd like to play Battle Arena Toshinden. And I think I own Einhander. Uh, you should, because you're a person of class and uh, culture, stature, um, meaning a uh, person that, uh, of, of um, love and delightfulness. A, um, I heard Pack Rat. A, um, a uh, warm, caring person that puts the needs of others first and the needs of yourself last. And in general, I... I understand what you're doing and I'm ignoring you. Because, listen... We're ending the show with me ignoring Aaron. Thank you, everybody. I don't know what I did. I just wanted to, I just wanted to say that I liked Einhander. I think it's the best shoot 'em, seen you shooting game of all time to this day. That's all. I was just being supportive. And you're and you having Einhander. Just because you're wonderful. I do have Einhander and it is a fantastic well, absolutely game. wonderful I game. Actually, I should try playing that again, but I have to Hook up my PS2 in my bedroom. Uh, I will somehow figure that out. There you go. All right, folks. Um, remember, you can uh, hit us up on Twitter at UN Fridays. Uh, you can hit up Bacon at B4C0NZILLA. That's Baconzilla, B4C0NZILLA. Or find me at uh, ANS Freeman, ANS Freeman. And for the most part, I'm sharing this so that you can also share. Um, how warm and delightful and thoughtful bacon is with bacon. Publicly. Please donate to our Patreon. Where if you were to donate, uh, it's um, patreon.com backslash um, on Fridays. And if you do donate, you can donate anywhere from $1 to $1,000. Um, just when they ask you, you know, you have a reasoning. If why. you donate $3,000, Aaron will officiate your wedding. Uh, I will. Um, I will officiate your wedding for $3,000. I absolutely will. Um, anywhere in the United States, you're going to have to pay for me to uh, arrive. A little room and board, but I will gladly. Um, you might want to give me some prep time. You know, give me share a little bit. Maybe you like take, Maybe we'll all go out for a walk. The couple and myself will go out for a walk, get to know each other. Um, if it is uh, two white folks, please understand that you will both be agreeing to mind your white ass business together in holy matrimony in front of a crowd of however many people are attending your wedding. Um, so if you are um, if you are white, please keep that in mind. Um, Three thousand dollars, I will officiate your wedding. I will properly gas you and your partner up. I will properly celebrate the joy of love and union. Um, I will properly celebrate the um, the meaning, the true meaning of two people sharing their lives with each other now more than ever. However, you will also be tasked with minding your white ass business forever. And you need to think about that. I find white folks have trouble minding their own business as a brand. Their brand is minding other people's business. So you have to think about that. Do I want this Negro to show up on my wedding? Talk about the power of love. That's all great. But do I also want him 
do I do I want him to uh, to to put us in a binding contract where we have to mind our white ass business? Think about it. I think it's worth the money. Um, I am uh, very good at these things. Uh, as you can tell from the beginning of the show, I um, enjoy celebrating love, warmth, kindness, community. Uh, it is some of my favorite things, especially now more than ever. And uh, I can do that for you. And you're a special someone. Why are you laughing, Pick? It's not funny. It's love. And love is serious. Have a pleasant day.